Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Peppercorn's Movie Shack. I am your host, Timothy Gillespie, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Joseph Winchell. How are you today, Joseph? Oh, Jesus Christ, I feel like something will catch shit up. Great. Great to hear. Cat shit. Love it. Love it. We are here today um, <laughs> to discuss the fine films of Everything's Breaking. The whole system is crashing on me. Everything's Breaking? I don't know. I think we're still working. Are we good? Maybe. All right. Let's go for it. Only time will tell. <laughs> anyway, we're here. I'll fix it in editing. I actually feel better already about my day. <laughs> okay. First, I, I can't tell if it's the board or it's... Oh. Oh, is that what's microphone. wrong? The microphone is... Uh, the headphones, I'm sorry, oh. are very testy. Um, not in that good way, if there is a good way to be testy. Anyway, we are here to discuss two films in quick succession because Joe needs to get home to his bed uh, and his bottle of pills. You I, have pills? Do I have pills? I cannot legally say on this You want to talk off air? We'll talk off air. Yeah. We'll okay. Anyway, we'll talk... <laughs> yeah. Question isn't if I have pills. It's what how kind? many bags would you like? <laughs> and would would you like a f- them with funny faces on them? Right. Anyway, we're here. What, what the fucking films are we doing tonight? We're doing Shazam! 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 Shazam. I feel like I've seen this movie like five weeks ago. I saw it actually. I saw it twice. I did go and make the episode. I saw it, it twice again, also. and yeah. I. Uh, actually, you don't you have a funny story about seeing it the second time because there was a perk to seeing it a second time? Oh, uh, it's not a funny story. It's an angry <laughs> story. And unless you find me funny when I'm angry, uh, I'll tell it, Bo. No. Um, but real quick, let's uh, we'll, we're doing a Shazam, the new movie from Warner Brothers from, out of the DCEU. DC yep. And we're doing the movie from Netflix, The Highwayman, yep. starring Kevin Costner and Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Um, all right, so that's what we're doing. I'll tell you my, my quick... We don't have any really news tonight. Um, nothing, nothing really happened. Today is the release date of Avengers Endgame, uh, which I assume most of you are at right now. Uh, we'll probably be getting to that review um, in about two weeks because I'm going to be away next week. Yep. But um, So wait patiently, and uh, we will actually have a guest for, for that. We might have a couple guests for that. Do a round table. Uh, well, yes. Well, my my nieces and nephew wanted to wanted to oh, call in. Oh yes, a, let's do. Let's have the kids on. Yes, That'll and then fun. um, our, our friend Liz wanted to. Oh, uh, Liz, very love Liz. Yes. yes. So we'll have the kids, and she'll probably have some drinks, and uh, it's just. We'll be, all start dancing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna be you know, typical good old fashioned like fifty style backyard party type. Where the parents get too drunk and the kids are ignored, and they play, and then the uh, and then everyone gets hit in the end. Um, that's my view of the. No, 50s. you just took me back real hard. That's nice. Oh, that's, <laughs> thank you. I, I, it's not so much a podcast as it is a time capsule reflection, if you will. Yes, <laughs> of the of better times of spousal and child abuse. Anyway, um, just kidding. Maybe. Anyway, uh, so yes, so that's what we're gonna do. Oh, my quick Shazam story is uh, I saw the Shazam originally. At the special early saw the preview, which sometimes they don't have the trailers beforehand, right? They, they, they had, had a couple trailers. Okay, they had a couple. Yeah, they had like Detective Pikachu and yeah, stuff like the that. Big stuff coming. Up. I, I, because I remember seeing Guardians in a sneak preview, and it was the movie just started. It was weird. Oh, weird and great. Yeah. Um, because I think what, what did I, I? Oh, when I saw Us, there was like twenty five minutes of trailers. There was twenty five like, minutes of trailers. For that us was as well. Yeah. Too much. But it's always by the end. I was I like, to I'm to too town. tired to see a movie. Oh, that's why everybody's. Anytime people are rushing to the movies, I'm just. It's like, what time is the movie? It's seven thirty. I'm like, you mean eight o'clock? 
Well, that, that was why when we went to see Rift Tracks, we went to see Rift Tracks, in case anyone cares. Um, Octoman, if you get to see it, please do. It's very funny. Um, and terrible. Watch the movie's terrible. Tracks. They're yeah. great. It's funny. It all works out. If you know what Rift Tracks is, this should make perfect sense it's to you. Fucking awesome. Anyway, but I, I had to tell everyone, I was like, it starts at 8. There are no trailers. <laughs> you got to be there at 8. You have to specify. Because if it was like, oh, we're seeing Avengers at 8, they show up at 8.10. Yeah. You see it eight, eight ten, eight, eight fifteen. You probably saw. This is Endgame. There's probably forty five minutes where the trailer. The movie probably oh starts God. at nine. Jesus Christ! I, you got to take like a day off of work to see this movie. It's a three hour flick. Yeah. Well, well that's I, true. I can't see it any time that I have work because how do I get to bed after that? That's true. That's true. And I want to. I to be honest, I, if I'm gonna go see it, I want to go see it in IMAX, the biggest quality. You know. True. If I'm gonna sit there for three hours, I'd like to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm going to wait and see it when I'm in North Carolina because there, there are less people. That's right. Yeah, I understand. Completely. As a whole. Just Long Island is incredibly Once packed. Once of the week, and I'm going to see a matinee, I think. That makes sense. I checked. There was a lot of no time. There's a lot of – the only seats you could get were, I could find right here, were, like, right front. front. Yeah, and I, I can't do that. No, I hate um, Because I had to see us in, like, the second row, and that was too close, especially with that movie, which Didn't made we see me Rogue really One when we were, like, all the way up front? We did, you, I but saw, I saw like Rogue One like three times. It's probably my favorite Star Wars movie since mine. Empire. Yeah, I really yeah. love that, that movie. But I remember being right up for, the, for you had seen it right, but I hadn't, and I was like, "This is awesome." Also, this kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was still a good movie. Anyway, you went to go see Shazam. I went to second see time. the second time. Uh, I went to see it because they were in IMAX. Yeah, because they were advertising that the, before the IMAX showings of Shazam. They were going to have a special five-minute Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. Is that like, so were they kind of doing something like when Dark Knight came out? Yeah, and they had that. It's like a glorified trailer, but they released like a couple minutes in the movie. Kind of. This was more trailer-esque, because I eventually did get to see it. Oh, you did see it. On the computer, but so I didn't get to get that (laughs) IMAX feel. But that's all right. Um, But then I went, so I went and paid to see IMAX and shit like this and sat through. $45 for a ticket. (laughs) Yeah, a too expensive ticket and tons of trailers. And they didn't show the goddamn fucking IMAX five-minute special trailer, <laughs> and I was pissed. <laughs> but I was made happy again because by Shazam. seeing the movie Shazam, we which um, Shazam. I guess we should – should we start with Do you want to start Shazam or Highwaymen? I have, I have a good amount to say about – I have a lot to say about Shazam. Um, I actually do not have a lot to say about Shazam, which is not an indication of – No, that. absolutely. Yeah. I just, I'm just really happy. It's just <laughs> that um, I actually did uh, – I'm going to do a little plug here. Go ahead. There's a, a radio show uh, out of on Stony Brook Radio, Stony Brook University Radio, called Destinies. Apparently, it's been on for 35 years. Um, and they had uh, myself uh, and our good friend Oh, Dave. Dave. Yeah, no, Dave told me about this. As guests yeah. on to discuss Shazam. Dave so I got to talk show. about it there with our old nerdgasm partner, Dave. Oh, yeah, the old days. Yeah. Simple and, and stuff like that. So if you get a chance to look on – there's a website for Destinies, which – now that I think about it, I probably should have looked up that web address. But you know what? I will. Um, I'll get that out. I will you can make put sure a it gets link out. or something out yeah. there. Yeah. And you can hear Dave and I on Destinies talking about Shazam. It's a nice, quick. I think it's the the whole episode's like forty minutes. Perfect. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. So we're gonna do since we're doing two movies, we're we're gonna back to the twenty minute rule. I love it. Yes. So I'm gonna start the timer, and when I start the timer, you can talk all you want forever and ever. But as soon as the timer's up, all you can do. All you can do is give me a rating. Okay. All right? Yeah. No explaining your rating. Just give me the rating. All right? So you have until then to explain why you're going to give the rating that you eventually do give. I broke my phone. No, it's good. 
Are you ready? I'm going to let you go first, Joe, since okay. you've got a lot to say. And we're off. This movie's great. Five stars. Done. No. <laughs> um, I love this character. I think this character's awesome. I was really excited to see this movie. I was, I, it's, even when they released the first images of Zachary Levi, I'm like, this guy looks great. Um, this movie's a big thing. Big theme is heart for me in this film. A lot of heart in this movie, and yes, not absolutely. and not that uh, not cry porn, not stuff that makes you cry. <laughs> like this is us, yeah. you know. This is us is sad no, for the sake like of that. being sad. There's a real. It's not maudlin or melodramatic. But it, it, it's also everybody's like, oh, it's so funny, and I'm like, it's the story of an orphan. Like it's very funny. Yes. But essentially, it's telling a very hard story of a kid who grew up, who was left by his mother, like lost by his mother, essentially, and then. He basically lives in through the foster care system, which if you talk to any kid who's been through the foster care system, that is a tough life. It is a very yes. tough life. Um, and he's, you know, he's sort of a wisecracking kid and he ends up with this family and he sort of slowly but surely he's got walls up, but he learns to sort of, you, you know, he now learns to have them as his, his family. So it's got a lot of heart, but it's earned. It's very much so earned with through the characters. Everybody is very good in this, especially the kids. The kids are fantastic in this. Um, and just Jackery Levi as Shazam, I mean, it's a 15-year-old in a superhero's body. Exactly. And well, I think yeah. they did so well with that. It, they could have just they could have made it so much more corny, but it felt honest. It felt like yeah, this is totally a kid. It felt like Zachary Levi and, the, and I don't remember the um the other kid's name. Asher uh, Angel. Is, Asher Angel. It felt boy. like they were just yeah. literally playing the same character, and I really appreciated that. Um, all the I loved all the kids. They were great. Um, those were the worst bullies I've ever seen in my life, though. Oh my god, they suck. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was not, remember how we were had some qualms about when Superman wrapped the in Man of Steel the guy in the bar? Oh yeah, because I had, I did not I feel had, bad about this kid's fucking truck at all. <laughs> no. And the guy at the bar was a total dick, but I was just like, dude, you just destroyed his whole like career. Livelihood. <laughs> yes. You know, he wasn't like a rich kid, trust fund baby. No. He was working as a trucker. This was a, just happened this to be was a seventeen year old who yeah. had a, a like a F 350 or something like that. No, I think they had they had the Ford. Yeah, yeah the Ford F-150. It was an F-150. Like was, Raptor. Yeah, the Raptor. Fully the loaded version. with all the extra fucking bullshit. And, uh, and uh, also, they I just mean, need to get to school. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so I didn't feel bad about them, but um, the stuff with him and his... Uh, uh, who was the kid with the cane? Freddy. Freddy, yeah. Oh, fuck, Freddy's so good. He's one of the, the linchpins of this movie. And... Um, you know, so all the kids were great. Mark Strong, Jack Dylan Grazer, Grazer, yeah, Jack Dylan Grazer is the name. He's got a million funny lines. He made me laugh a bunch. Um, and but I, but my biggest compliment to this movie is Mark Strong, because the movie opens with his character, and I think you have a very good villain in uh, uh, Doctor Savannah. And I've read Shazam a whole lot, so I saw the little fucking like little Easter eggs, a couple other villains in there, which I thought were done very well and very and very um, smart. Um, and it just, I was, I wanted to, I, the whole time I was just watching this story unfold, and it was just a lot of fun. But also, I cared about the characters and I cared about the story. I I just really wanted to see if he was really going to find his mom. And I mean, should we talk about spoilers? Um, well, we'll get to spoilers in a moment. Okay. Um, I, I just wanted to see him, you know, I wanted to see this guy succeed and I want, but I also wanted to see him be endeared to these, this foster family and everybody was a very good supporting character. Nothing felt like a throwaway character. Not one moment felt just because, you know, everything I felt had purpose. 
And that's what made the movie so enjoyable for me is I felt like I was watching something complete that didn't just have things in there for the sake of it being in there. Um, and I cared about so much cared about the main character. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. They do a, a fantastic job of especially building up the character of Billy. Yeah. Um, which was important. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely in this, because you really need to get where this kid is coming from, and you know what it means to be, li- have been to have been living his life, uh, sort of on the streets, on the run, yeah. bouncing from foster home to foster home. Um, he's not he's he doesn't feel wanted anywhere, and yeah. all he wants is to be back with his mother, and uh, unfortunately, he he runs into. A that lot of problems with did that. get me a little bit when that happened. Yeah, yeah. I that mean, that was harsh. That was a harsh thing. That was the, the interesting thing about this movie is is one of the things I think it stands out about this movie is that it has a lot of the fun of a superhero movie, and even more so than a lot of movies about superheroes we've seen of late. But it also has this sort of it doesn't sugarcoat life. In no, any it, way. you're. At, I, I agree <laughs> with you 100 percent because it has the jokes, but. Like when Freddie gets mad at him, yeah, and he was like, "You're selfish," and all these. We can things. go into the spoilers. We, well, yeah. well, I'll start with that. We'll ease yeah. into it. Um, like when Freddie gets mad at him, that's one of my favorite parts when he's on the steps, just yeah. being like lightning hands. Yeah. <laughs> but he goes up to him and has a legitimate. It's like I, we're doing this together. We're you know, and it's but it's how brothers fight. It's family thing, yeah. but it's not the stereotypical Iron Man shoving you know Captain America you know like stuff like that it's right it's too or kids. the fight in Iron Man 2 between him and when Rhodey puts on the suit for the first time yeah yeah exactly yeah. it this felt like a real two best friends that had a falling out to me right anyway it, it had and, and it was like and you could Zachary Levi does a great job playing a 15 year old kid in this movie he really does and it's that's in the dialogue the script I noticed too it, it, I, this could have been so corny I really did like the di- it's not you know I'm not saying it's shades of you know Stanley Kubrick movies but I'm saying <laughs> I did I didn't feel like the dialogue was hokey I felt like they had some some good lines in there and the conversations felt real and like and we'll go on to the big thing when he finally does find, find his, his mom, mom yeah it got me because I didn't see it coming right away. <laughs> no, and I think that's one of the big—I uh, don't want to say slap in the face because I don't think it's done it's as a slur. It's it's definitely it's, it's a hard right turn. Yeah, um, that you're, you're expecting. You would expect either that um, in a story like this, if they're going to keep him as an orphan, that he would learn big hug his, as soon as she sees him, or that you know the story would be that his mother passed away a few years after that's that. what so, i thought it was gonna you be. know like I, there was no home for him finding something but the idea that you know he finds his mother and it turns out his mother basically abandoned him left him there and has no room in her life for him now um i, I was speechless yeah. i was like what the hell and in that moment he sort of realizes what a train wreck sh- she is yeah. and stuff like this and, and he has this opportunity now to make yeah. his life better with this family it's a slow thing but that's eventually right. what comes out um, and I, I, I got to talk about my favorite spoiler because I didn't think they're gonna fucking do this, Tim. Okay. I didn't well, think they're yes. gonna. Fucking well, we do said it. spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But uh, spoiler. I want actually before that, I just really wanted to. Cra- what did you think of Mark Strong? Oh, Mark Strong's great. The I mean, Mark, stuff I, is great. Yes, I, and I like that they opened the movie with sort of his origin. I like, yeah, I liked how Different. they sort of they used his backstory to basically do all the exposition you needed for later on. Yeah, and it wasn't murky, and it wasn't a monologue in the middle yeah. of a movie. It was set up very nicely. Right. So, and and those seven deadly sins guys were pretty fucking scary looking. When he goes to the boardroom, 
Yeah, the whole the boardroom scene that is, was one of the best scenes in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it was great and dark. Yeah, uh, and stuff, but it also plays with a little bit of the comedy without being, you know, snarky or no, or because it comes off like again. We keep saying this. There's no sure he his father was an asshole to him. Oh yeah, an asshole to him, and helped turn him into this this right. morbid, awful individual. And it's not just his father, though. He, you know, his, his older too. brother. Yeah, who's and there. his old and his older brother is rewarded for treating him like shit. Yeah, you know, he's acknowledged and rewarded for it. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. So if you're grow up in that sort of world, what type of person are you going to grow up to be? The truth of the matter is, you probably would turn into something like he turns into in this yeah. movie. Maybe with not superpowers, but you probably have a big fucking chip on your shoulder. It's highly unlikely you'd grow up with superpowers in the real world. Well, he, technically he didn't. He stole them. <laughs> it's true. It's um, true. But uh, I thought Mark Strong was great, but the finale of this movie I thought was fantastic because the family... And we finally got Mark Strom as a DC villain. We did. We did. Because yeah. um, although he was Sinestro in, Gar- was. in Guardians... Guardians of the Lantern. You're not, uh, Green Lantern. Technically, you're not wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Green Lantern, he doesn't have the evil turn until the post-credits scene. Exactly. And, so now he's, and, he's a, and they, they seem to be keeping him around too, and, and I'm, that's that's good. Yes. Um, but setting my, up a great sequel. My favorite, yeah. But my favorite thing about this movie was I love the Shazam family. I think it's yes. so like really cool, and very much so like uh, like a really cool concept of it. And I thought what would happen in my head was at the end of the movie, there would be like a little moment where they have to go, um, you know, to like somewhere. And he's like, they, he, they find out he's, he's, he's Shazam. And then like, he's like, oh, there's other ways. And then at the very end, you get like a, a nod of it. But right. they instead had them do the Shazam family at the very third act of the film yes and it's amazing the reveal is so good the reveal is so good yes say my name billy no not not my name (laughs) i Uh, was i I just had a big smile on my face tim at that point i'm like i can't believe that and it it didn't feel cluttered it didn't feel cluttered at all no no because you get uh because you get all those yeah it doesn't feel cluttered because you get the backstory organically interlaid with the other orphans that he's living with or the other Forster kids um, and you get to meet all of them so when they get the big power reveal you understand that it's basically they're going through the same process that he did so you don't need to stop and explain each and everything and all that we get it and we're on board absolutely for it. yeah um, and it's it's a hell of a lot of fun that you know all these kids get to be superheroes out of that yeah um, Especially Freddie, who it w- did have it was like a little bit of jealousy, but like he has that great stuff. Where he's like fighting him. He's like, oh, this is what it feels like. Like <laughs> yes. And um, what's your the guy did the Hadouken? Like it was oh Eugene. Yeah, Eugene did the, the Hadouken. Yeah, and I, I and it was I just had a big smile on my face, but it felt like an earned moment. Mm-hmm. It felt like they laid all the cards out. Um, there's not a part of this movie that I could sit here and tell you that I didn't like. You know, to be honest with you, I was trying to think, like, does anything drag in this movie? Like, no. Even the parents, I thought, were really cool characters. No, I really liked the parents, too. Yeah. Their characters. They came from foster care as well. Yeah. And when they had that little story, I thought that And was I felt they were genuine, and I... Yeah. I felt, felt like they were genuine foster parents. They weren't too... Didn't feel like too Saccharine, or they weren't too stern, or, you know, they, they felt... I think the big thing that works for this movie, for me, was that it all felt very organic yeah. and real... Yeah, and came from a, a a sense of fun 
but a genuine storytelling. But in the way that we kind of view life as where life can be hard, but it can be fun. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like nothing's sugarcoated or yeah. toned down even. I mean, some of the stuff with the seven deadly sins is kind of Is rough. out there. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it's not, it's not all doom and gloom and it's not all hopelessness or anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, there's always sort of they sort of figured they sort of uh, figured out as this go. Um, let me point out a couple things that people have said uh, on the negative. See what you think. Uh, one of the things I know people have pointed out is that uh, people think that Zachary Levi as Shazam almost seems like a younger character in behavior wise than Asher Angels as Billy. And I so. Don't agree with that. Yeah, that was actually something on on the radio show that Dave had sort of brought up. That you know he seems like, you know, a twelve year old kid when he's Shazam, and he, he seems like a you know a snotty, you know, teenager when he's not. Um, my explanation to that was just you know there's a big difference between being a fourteen year old kid in the foster system with no power and no authority and no freedom and stuff like that, All and sort of the way you rebel against that and behave to the to the exhalation or the excitement of being now i'm an adult now i can do things and not only am i an adult i'm an adult with powers you know now the real lightning from my hands now yeah and i can so fly so that was my explanation but i think i think you're right about that and i think there's also you also dealing with you know it's superhero movie identity secret identity it's all there right so he kind of feels like he gets to goof off a little bit more because he, it's like right. who's gonna know it's me I'm a 15 year old boy yeah I'll just be a weirdo like you know what I mean well it's also I, I think it's the thing that um, it's the perception kids have of what it's like to be an adult you yeah. have all this freedom and and you can do whatever you want and, and you have money and you can enjoy your life and you can stay up late and you can go into strip clubs and exactly. everything. Go to strip clubs, kids. And everything else like that. That's, that's um, one of the funniest parts. And one of the reasons, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of the reasons, I've, and teenagers and stuff rebel because they they, they feel the urge to, to, to spread their wings and get out of there and stuff like that. And um, the way I, things, yeah. I'd probably act like a 12-year-old if all of a sudden I could do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I always say, like, college students are much more immature than high school students. Oh, God. Because yeah. they're they're like free, they're away from their parents, they can get booze. Yeah. What else yeah. uh, did people say were negative, or was that just that? Um, another thing I, I don't necessarily want to get into this is some of the the idea that you know the superhero family when they transform they become like perfect like supermodels with and the whole idea is that you know pass. What are they supposed to turn into? I don't know. Like they get, I guess you know, Freddie gets his powers, but he still needs crutches. I don't know, or that the, or like you know, Pedro is has super strength, but he's he's still it's overweight. It's magic. Yeah. It's magic. <laughs> magic. Yeah, I I think it's a reach, and I think it's it's a reach. I think it's people looking for you That's know. That's how you know the movie's good, because yeah. that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm not saying it. I, I understand where they're, where coming, they're coming from. from yeah. But I just think it's unfounded. I just think it's uh, not important or necessary. Um, I think you're you know, just how looking, much you're looking for things to bitch about at that point. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a superhero movie about a 14 year old kid who turns into an adult 
superhero and then can do all these magic things. But the whole point of the power of Solomon, the, 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 was it? The wisdom of wisdom Solomon. Of Solomon well, the, that's the other thing. Is like he doesn't really actually ever seem really wise. No, he doesn't have the power of Hercules, the yeah. speed of Hercules. But that's these are all Greek gods. You're supposed yeah. to look like a Greek god. Well, Solomon wasn't a Greek god. Well, these are all myth. These are all figures of great power and, right. and strength and whatever you know. So yeah. Whatever, I, that's reaching for me. We're not going to get into it. That's well, it's nitpicking. It's yeah, that's I mean, and the nitpicking. good thing about this movie is you do have to resort to nitpicking to um to really say like yeah. So that's that's a good testament to this this film. Um, other things I liked about the movie overall. Everything about it. Um, oh well, let's talk really quick about the cameo at the end. Oh yeah, you think it's a big deal? Or even... I actually think it worked better for the film because it. it I kind of feel that way about, too. Because it seemed like a kid's eye view of Superman. You know what I mean? Yes. Because it was the suit that we all know from the franchise. It wasn't. And like, I think ending on that joke beat into the yeah, the movie kind of the credits, especially yeah, that great. That was a great credit scene. Great credit sequence. Great credit uh, credit I felt sequence. it worked. Yeah. Um, I think it worked for the movie. I think they took a situation that they felt like. They needed to do more, but they're like, no, I think less is more in this moment, whether yeah. they meant to or not. I really think it worked for them. I like that Zachary Levi was like sitting there like, eh, look what I found. <laughs> and, and Superman, you don't even see his head because it's kind of like what a kind of kid would view Superman, larger than life right. figure. You know, you just, the S is so prominent. Yeah. Especially someone that big and muscular in that suit. Would you even notice their You're face? Like, what He's standing at his chest the whole time. I like that he has a tray. <laughs> <laughs> I really do like that he has a tray. Oh, the food is hot. <laughs> You'll need a tray. The food is hot. Um, this one's wet. This one's wet. <laughs> but you tried these in a rainforest? Sorry. As he has a break. But um, uh, the real, uh, let's talk about real quick the um, the post credit scene. Because uh, Mr. Mine. Oh, yes. Nobody knew who that was except for me. <laughs> yeah. No, when I saw that in the beginning when he's in his he's little in his jar, little, yeah, I was like, ooh. And I thought it was just going to be an Easter egg. And it was amazing that they set that up. Um, Savannah's in his prison cell. And he's trying to... Once crack again, the code again. He's yeah. trying to crack the code again, but he can't do it. And then Mr. Mind, who is a intergalactic, intergalactic space worm. He's a worm or a caterpillar. I think he's actually looks more caterpillar-like. He looks caterpillar. I think they call him a worm a lot of times. Yeah. Um, who with telekines- telekinetic powers. Well, he's got a little voice box. Yes. He's got telekinetic powers, but the way he actually communicates is through like this little like yes. voice box he puts on his throat. And he's actually an extremely dangerous figure because he uses manipulation and mind control a right. lot. And he can like mind control like several thousand people at once. But he's also he's, but he's a space worm, but he's learned how to tap into magic. So he knows right. his the whole idea is he has vast knowledge of magic. So clearly him and Savannah will team up. And I want to say one more thing about uh, there was definitely a Black Adam cameo in when they were showing the right. first Oh, when he, when he's doing the story, he's like, "We gave our powers to him, and he turned out to be a dick." Yeah, that's, um, wait, that's the line. That's the exact line, actually. Kind of. Whoa, <laughs> bummer, dude. Could I would have had been fine with that. All right, we have one minute left. All right, let's. Uh, um, anything else to say? I'll rate it right now. Let's rate it right now because I let's do, do not have anything else. Yes, save it for later. Uh, I'm gonna rate this. Um, I really like this movie. I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Uh, I you know I, I I don't believe in the perfect movie like you, but I, I recommend this movie. Go see it. I I tell I, I called my friend Dan right afterwards and said you need to check this out. So just go check it out, guys. I think you'll have a lot of fun. Fantastic. I'm gonna go with um, eight and a half out of ten. Um, like I said, it's a fantastic movie. It's probably it's probably one of my top three DCU films right now. Me as well. Um, I think I, if I was going to say my top three, it would have to be BVS, 
fight me on it. Um, Wonder Woman and Shazam. Yeah, that's and that's, I think Aquaman comes in at number four for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it was just a hell of a lot of fun. It's a whole different type of movie. Yeah. This when we I know it was supposed to be done and wrapped up. No, but go I'm, ahead, gonna go say, ahead. I'm gonna get this out. Get it out. When we were promised a DC cinematic universe, this is what I had expected. Different types of movies, different mm. feels, different characters. Didn't need to be as closely tied or anything yeah. else like this. This feels right. And it, yeah, it also, but this is also yeah. something very different than what Wonder Woman was. And what, what Aquaman, Aquaman was, was, absolutely. And, you know, they, they feel different in their own way. And, and that's they what I enjoy. always do that. Yeah, they should make they should tailor the movie to the the, the character, and then when they mesh together, I mean, yeah. th- hopefully one day, you know, you 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 use that and, yes. and do your best with the writing. But if if you get get another comic books couple of years of successful films under the belt, yeah. we can discuss another Justice League, but or something. That's how comic books are. Each yeah. character's comic book should feel different because right. then what's the point? I'll just read this one. It's just like the other one. But Batman should feel different from Superman and Aquaman should feel different from Shazam or Captain Marvel. That's who he is. <laughs> the real like Captain me. Marvel. <laughs> there, I said it. Um, but yes, that is our review of Shazam. Go check it out. Yes. Bring Next. your kids. Bring your kids if they're over like seven. Some of that stuff with the seven deadly sins. Don't bring your kids if they're under ten. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I would have brought my under... Well, I'm a bad parent. Yeah, all kids are different, too. Yeah. You don't I mean, I haven't talked to my kids in years. I know. Uh, <laughs> Which reminds me, i got to stop by and feed them later. Um, yeah, you should leave them a bowl. That's what I do. I do. Um, but the dog, on the other hand, I hand, <laughs> I hand feed that. <laughs> right, Ash? Uh, <laughs> What's next? Next up is a movie that uh, you selected uh, from yes. our fine friends at Netflix, The Highwaymen, yep. starring... Uh, Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner. Uh, this story is... Uh, I'm going to give a, just a brief synopsis before I start the clock. Go ahead. Um, is this the story of the two men who took down Bonnie and Clyde? Uh, so this actually movie works as a great counterpoint or pairing yeah. with the 1967 Bonnie and Clyde film. The Warren Beatty version? Yes. The, war, the romanticized one? Yes, yeah. exactly. Because uh, this is the opposite of that, is, uh, yeah. which is very interesting. Um, I don't love every choice they meet, but we'll certainly get into it. Um, like I said, it stars our good friends Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. So I'm going to start the clock. And Joe, your early thoughts on The Highwaymen. Um, I enjoyed this film for the most part. Uh, there, Like I said, I didn't love everything they did. But um, first off the bat, kept me sucked in. Um, I like the idea of sort of going against the grain and not doing a romanticized version of, a, of, of uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, a gangster movie, you know? And that was one of the first things I noticed about it, which kept me interested, because they kind of went sort of earnest about it, because, you know, they were people who had murdered people in cold blood, and they did, you know, not just... They, they, because the perception, they say, is that they just steal from the banks, and they actually, one of the things I really liked about it was the people that they interacted with and how it was a fight to get answers out of them because everybody was on the side of Bonnie and Clyde, um, which I'll get into much more later. Um, I like Kevin Costner a lot. I like him as an old lawman. Like, it's just, I, I do. He's like, he just looks like the perfect old fucking sheriff character or old, uh, te- were they Texas Rangers? Texas Rangers. Texas Rangers, yeah. Yes. And uh, it was an, it was I didn't realize it was actually good in the time period. I didn't realize that that was at the governor uh, that was uh, Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates was the governor. I did not realize that she had disbanded the Texas Rangers. Right. That was uh, very interesting. Um, so 
they had some history facts. I did some little bit of history research, but uh, overall, uh, just my early thoughts, because I really want to hear what you have to say about it, because I, I, I figured you would have some stuff to say. Overall, I like the idea of trying the attempt at doing a non-romanticized version and trying to be a little more earnest with them. Sometimes I thought they went a little bit too far because, to be fair, there was no actually there was no confirmation that Bonnie Parker actually killed anybody when she was running with Clyde. Clyde definitely did, but there was right. there was there's a there's a historically speaking, there's no there was there's never no evidence. Real, yeah, it could have happened. I'm not saying it didn't. Yeah, but I mean, she was I, definitely there. She was definitely there, and she definitely was accomplice to several several crimes. Right, and Clyde definitely shot people in cold blood. Oh yeah. Um. So there's the question there of you know compliance and everything like that. Um. We know that she wasn't against her will though, so there's that's that one big thing. Right. Exactly. Um, but I liked their their kind of going from these are criminals, these are bad people, and you don't. Yes. Kevin Costner has several moments in this movie that I actually like, where he's he's sort of fighting for something more, you know, yeah. a little bit more. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But there's a few moments where it does work. So, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I think the biggest um, thing this movie has going for it is it is a fantastic cast. It is a fantastic um, cast, top to bottom, from. Uh, Costner and Woody Harrelson are fantastic in their Hello, roles, yeah, in their together. pairing. Uh, Kathy Bates is Ma Ferguson, um, and even Thomas Mann is as the deputy, is the young deputy who's there to yeah, ID he's them. Great. Oh, the, um, um, the the warden too. Yeah, who I know as well. The warden, um, and then William Sadler as uh, who plays right. Clyde's dad. It was a great um, scene. Yeah, uh, I think what a few things that hurts this film is one, I think easily take 15 to it's 20 a minutes long. off. It's about two hours um, and nine minutes. It's a little long. I couldn't finish it in one sitting because I was like ready to go to bed, which feels like a slight against the movie, but it's not really. You just have the movie to... is definitely interesting enough. And well, has people enough are going to go see Endgame. It's three hours long. Like <laughs> Exactly. It's just when you're you're half asleep on your couch, this is not the movie to it's start. A slow burn unless you want to finish. Yeah. And it, and it takes its time in a lot of places. And sometimes that's great. Other but, times you're just like, you could watch this in double time. There's, <laughs> a, there's a few parts towards about the hour and 15 mark where I'm like, you didn't really need this. Yeah, <laughs> it gets a little fat in the middle. A little fat in the middle, but then it picks up again. Um, yes. Because they needed to feel, there's a moment towards the end where they kind of get lost. Like, this is it. We're not going to do this. Right. Um, and they don't bill it as a shoot 'em up movie, which is what I like. Now. And it's very much about sort of at least for the two characters Woody Harrelson and Kevin Costner this is what's right this is you know granted you know a lot of people have said like well they killed him in cold blood and I, and I, I do agree with that statement but at the same yeah. time it's just like it was a co complete different time well I think the movie does work to make that moment ambiguous enough they shoot where the shit out of him at the end they, of well they definitely show them shooting the shit yeah but it looks like, you know Kevin you know they have this set up spoilers but if you don't know read a book it's exactly how it happens, happens in yeah. the newspaper read a newspaper you know he comes out and he says and it looks it sort of looks like they're going for the guns and it's sort of there's an insert shot of them going for their guns but, but at the same time they the have mirror. their lunch on their lap yeah um but i think that's on purpose i think that's yeah. meant to fuck with the audience just a little bit and yes. i like when movies do that and then they show i mean one of the reasons this takes place during the depression and the depression plays a major part yeah. of this story yeah um and it's very and, and it works as a story for now yeah. or for stuff that has happened over the past you know five or six years yeah. when things are bad across the country you start to root for what is the anti 
establishment, yeah. basically. And, the, um, and yeah. that's why one of the reasons the, the original, not the original movie, but the movie Bonnie and Clyde made in 1967 sort of did so well and echoed is because that was another time in U.S. history where the society, especially the young people, were so on the outs yeah. with the authority that yeah. is that, they you know, the they guy. could sort of stand in as a sort of counterculture yeah. icons. And what happens in this movie is a sort of, it does the other thing. It sort of just shows how the establishment is right or whatever. It's sort of... Um, it, it's a it's little... A, it's a, I understand this what you're is, saying. This is a good movie. F- this movie, I think, really works probably for the 55 and older crowd. I do too. Not just because the characters are of that age, yeah. but I think the sentimentality sort of leans a little bit more right yeah. in this regard. I, I, I agree I with that. S- and I yeah. kind of struggled when I was... I was kind of struggled with because I don't... Like, I don't necessarily always believe that, like, justice needs to be served and everything. But the argument on the other side of that is, I'm like, it's you, the, because they were glorified. Yeah. They were glorified. Well, the media glorified the them. Media they sold a lot of papers. Because they sold a lot of papers. I, and yeah. people got behind them because there's, like, because so, they're in that sort of. On the flip side, on the flip side we're of all that, broke. you have the sort of the sort of the first cracks in the American media in, in a couple ways with the glorifying wow. of. of that actually can go back. I understand that, but that's, the that's but, just, yeah. No, I see exactly one. what you're saying. Yeah. It, it definitely reflects on, on things. A, this movie's a big conversation piece because you can actually yeah. talk about it to great extent because of the tone of it. But oh, absolutely. But I also absolutely. just for my own edification, at the end of the movie when they're going through town, I was like, that can't possibly have happened. Fucking happened. Looked yeah. up the picture, and there were that many people trying. There was right. people who pulled off clumps of her hair. Um, I looked up stuff, and like there's a piece of his tie that actually of Clyde's tie that got ripped off that's in right. a museum somewhere now. Um, this was hysterical. Ca- the car's in a museum. I forget the car, which... The death car is, too. Yeah, yeah that's, I forget what Somebody museum. refurbished that with all the bullet holes. Um, yeah. But it, the, the crazy thing about this movie to me is, and why I like it is because at least it takes a different shot at a, an American crime movie. I agree. I and agree. Whether left or right leaning, I feel like they could have gone a little more down the middle. But you were dealing with an aging yeah. Texas Ranger. You know. I think, that, and, and, and this is where the movie really works, is because the actors are so good. They are so good, and the the characters they've created are so multi dimensional that even though it leans one way or the other yeah. in sort of ways, you just it enjoy works it. because it humanizes the whole thing. Yeah, like you know, when, like some of the way yeah. uh, Kathy Bates is treated as the governor in the script. Comes off as you know, just like this this woman or crazy. I you know, you know how the men depict her, but at the same time, Kathy Bates is so good. Yeah, in that character that I was like, I would watch a movie about Ma Ferguson right now. Yeah, you know, you know, starring Kathy. They Bates. should absolutely make that movie. I Absol- thought she was, yeah. I thought she was dynamite in it. Um, yeah, and I and I think you know, with an open minded, no bullshit script, I would love to see that movie. And it's just and that I think that goes with. John Carroll Lynch as yeah. Lee Simmons, yep, absolutely. and across the board, even the the guy they have a small part, the sheriff that they eventually team up with for the oh, in the very beginning. No, the sheriff that at the end. Oh, that's yeah. They, they were when real they guys. recruit them. I it was like I thought the guys in Louisiana. Were, yeah, that guy was amazing when he takes the pitchfork and puts it right next to. <laughs> but uh, the my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite parts of this movie is it's after in the very beginning when he goes to get Woody Harrelson. Right, um, and he's you see him, and he's Woody Harrelson's character. It's funny because you see Kevin some Costner's. amazing shots. In that. I, there are. I some, have to talk about the cinematography. Cinematography is fantastic. We have time. We have time. We have time. So right, finish what you were saying. I was going to say, like, he goes and gets him, 
and he gets the job, and he's obviously he goes to get a partner, and you see Woody Harrelson who lives in squalor at this point, or is just yeah, in a foreclosed house. It's yeah. a depression thing, and he was all he was ever good at was being a lawman, mm-hmm. um, and he walks his uh, granddaughter uh, right down or grandson down to uh, down to the school, school bus yeah. stop, whatever it is. And then you, he doesn't. He kind of you see the car in the background. I didn't see it right away. It's a great yeah. shot, and he kind of goes back in. And then Kevin Costner goes and gets the guns, and then he's sitting there. Yeah. And it's this just this 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 moment where he's just sitting there, and he's just like he says these things. It's like, well, I'll go get this his name. They're dead too. Are you going to go any <laughs> further down the list? You're going to insult me. He's got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. This is all he's got. It's true. You know, and I I like that. And he doesn't. He he he. They they don't play into too much sympathy with. They don't try to make you. Oh, this poor guy. Well, they don't pity. They, they don't, don't pity him. That's what it is. Yeah. He's he's a you know he's a, a he kind of comes off like I'll get it done. Hard times right. are hard times, and I could admire that too. And like I said, a little, you know, it leans a little one way, but at the same time, they're so fucking good together. Yes, you can't yeah. help but really enjoy the work they do. Absolutely. And the cinematography, and you're absolutely right. There are some for a Netflix movie. Holy well, shit! Well, one of those earlier shots, uh, Woody Harrelson takes the son. Not the, the grandson to the corner and takes yeah, it. Yeah. And then he comes back to the house and he just sits in the doorway with the door open. Yeah. And it's this over the shoulder where it's just him looking out over this massive crop field of yeah. uh, what looks like probably tobacco. Yeah. Um, and I was like, it's just like, it is a Netflix movie. I would love to see this on the big screen. It, I mean, I, I, have was, a nice I, television, I said that to myself. I was like, this could have been in the theaters. This probably could yeah. have done. Probably some pretty, of those, pretty well. Some of those long shots down the road while they get they're to waiting. The town where they're from, particularly yeah. too. It was beautifully. I mean, just the the attention to detail is like it was a really well made movie. Yeah, man. You know how we talked about this is funny. Tell me if this falls into this category. Do you think it's one of those movies that's a middle of the road movie that would be in theaters nowadays, like we yes. usually talk about? But this I think mo- it's a, st- a slight, slightly better. Well, this is an adult movie, yeah, and not yeah. in the salacious sense but this is an adult movie. this is a movie that m- my parents would go to see yeah yeah it's true um, my dad or, would yeah. This movie, yeah yeah like this is what they would go see at you know before dinner on a saturday before or the something like. special yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell them they said that when i see him next week um yeah this is absolutely this is a movie that would come out maybe in the summer or yeah. probably late in the year like you a know, fall movie almost to me though. Yeah, because yeah. there's Oscar possibilities in the cast. Oh, there's also. I just really wanted to say this too. There's a in the begin for the bulk of the movie. They I love how they don't show Bonnie or Clyde. Not really. Right, because it, it's more about the their specter or yeah. how they sort of their existence. But it also hangs almost comes off like the shark from Jaws. Yeah. Where you almost, and then when you finally see them, because they kind of play into this whole thing. It's like, they're kids, they're kids, they're kids. Right. And they don't realize how really kids they are until, until they're they staring, staring at them. Until they them in the eyes. And at that yeah. point, it's too late. They have to, yeah. and their minds are like, but I have to do this. But that shot shocked me. When you see them, I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, they're 20 years old. Like, it's, like, it's. And they're 20 year old, they're 20 year old, or even uh, maybe even younger, I, I kids. They were, yeah. And they just look wide eyed and scared yeah. in that moment. And it's just like what you're expecting is sort of like, you know, the crazed foaming from the mouth killers. Yeah, or you're, them to be, you're expecting James Cagney from the ninth. You know what I mean? Right, like, exactly. You know, and you, don't you get dirty the, rat. Yeah, like, and I'm, I'm sure you know it, it would be interesting if this movie had explored more of their lives afterward. And 
if the uh, Kevin the Costner's character yeah. was sort of um, what do you call it haunted by that and stuff because I feel like he was haunted by a lot of things. Well, because you make and that but, I go back to that scene with his dad where he yeah. see, there's a the, the theme with him is he keeps saying was he sold his soul he's got blackness yeah. inside he's got a black soul inside right. him or something like that like he's darkness is in him or something like that yes yeah and he's committed to that and i think in that moment maybe he realized that perhaps he was wrong or his assumptions of them may not have been on point um but he does it anyway right well i think the thing is it, it comes down to that's a great scene with william sadner i'm sorry uh, he, he was very good yeah no that that, was, that whole was... scene was really and the the way it shot in that that sort of convenience it was basically like a gas station. Yeah, the gas yeah. station, yeah. Because he's working on a car, um, and Kevin Costner goes in there to grab the paper. Um, and he gets mad at the paper because he sees them on yeah. the headlines. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, but that's yeah. what sells the paper, and you yeah. got to sell papers to keep papers. printing papers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's capitalism for you. But I, I think the the amazing thing about you know is just the way it shot in that. Because it puts you in the shop with them. Yeah. And I mean, that's just good that cinematography. There's a couple times in this movie where it feels like you're right there. Yeah. You're, even when they're... even Another good example of that is um, when uh, when they're in the... Was it the bar? Where they're like, this Clyde's yeah. King here type, sh- type shit. And uh, he's, having, he's at the bar or something like that talking to the guy. It's yeah. so intimate. You feel like you're sitting yes. right next to him. That's, I mean, and that's one of the beautiful things about this movie that I say I would like to see out of the movie. There are these beautiful open I would love to see shots it and stuff like this. Like but there's also yeah. these really nice intimate moments and yeah. stuff like this where you sort of, where you feel, you know, like I said, I think if you oh, lob off 15 minutes, I think you can do Only 15. It. Yeah. Because there's a lot of interesting stuff in yeah. it. And the character, I don't want to But I think cut. you, you would have kept that pace going and that's, you know, that... Well, that, and I want to talk about it real quick. Uh, the movie. The problem is too when they they for the first time they chase them. Yeah. Which is awesome through the dirt. I was right. like, what is happening right now? <laughs> it's all, and it was a great yeah. way to get away. I have no idea if that happened or not, but it was brilliantly shot. That would have been so cool to see that on the big screen because yeah. I felt a little bit of tension. I was like, are they going to get them? Like, are they going to have a shootout with them? Like, what's happening right, right now? And it was like, and they really made you feel like there it was, and they we're not going to get them because they also lean on the fact that they're older. Yeah, you know, so you're right. I would have loved to see this on the big screen. That's, yeah, it, it, that's like a fault that it's not really the movie's fault, but you, you should give this. Yeah. You should have given. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna throw out a few nitpicks here before yeah, we ahead. wrap things I'll up. I agree with you. Um, the depiction of it's well, it's the U.S. Bureau of Investigation back then. Before it was the FBI. Yeah. Um, they it's are just morons. <laughs> they yeah, that which is an unfair depiction of basically it's it's a new agency yeah. implementing the newest things, which are all the rage now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like the idea of scoffing at some of that stuff is just like the old petite police yeah, work here. <laughs> it, it's it's one of those things. Of, Why would we change? It was good enough in the thirties. It's good enough. Things evolve, except evolution. You know, you could have done that a bit of a different way, being like, "Well, it's not. Yeah. Uh, this is the way I do things. That's the way you do. You, not, d- d- you know, sort of. Yeah, you don't need demean to demean it so much. Well, plus you make them so demeaning towards uh, yeah. our main characters. They were assholes. They were assholes. They were assholes. <laughs> Unnecessarily. Not that so. I necessarily want to stick up for the FBI. But yeah, I'm just they saying they have their moments. I'm but just saying it's a little unbalanced. <laughs> Right. Okay. What's another? It, it seemed very judgmental in that regards. Um, I talked about the time. Uh, I think overall, uh, one of the things, um, one of the things I really like is that, with the exception of the FBI, and this is one of the reasons to stand out, is like everyone in this movie is likable. 
Yeah. Like they're they're humanized in a lot of ways, and not every character gets a chance to be fully drawn out. Like the the kid who they get out of prison to help them locate oh, them. Oh yeah. Um, I think I, I always thought that was meant to be like that was supposed to be like that was supposed to be the way it was. You weren't supposed to you weren't supposed to get much of him because you see him in the beginning, yeah. and then he gets and because that was more so for do we kill that boy? You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's more. Because I, I have to be honest, when I when that scene happened, I was like, fuck, yeah. they beat him to death. It's true, but then you know, but then those thugs who, beat, who try to beat up Woody Harrelson in the bar just that uh, line worked. They better. might as well have been twirling mustaches. Yeah, they literally. The line is, is is funny. Is, the line's better in the movie than it was in the trailer. The, yes. I'm a goddamn Texas Ranger because of the fight beforehand, and because Woody Harrelson's so fucking yeah. good in this movie. It's true. It's true. Um, but all right. So where we, we? we have two minutes. Um. I talked about that. I just want to make sure because there's actually a couple things I wanted to say. Um, uh, oh, here, this is a comment. I did do a little historical research. They kept pretty close to as close as they could. Yeah. I the the, the, the glaring thing is there's no real evidence that she walked out and blew people away with a shotgun. No, that's, that's a big critique there. But um, at the same time, the, the, the argument for it is kind of like Clyde was very protective of her and always kept her out of danger, right. so he would have taken the rap for her if she had actually done something. Not like it mattered in the long run. Right. But, like, there's a book written by one of the guys that got away and says, like, it says one thing, but then another guy who ran with them says she totally did use a gun and shot people and everything. Right. Um, so it's... It, she it, comes it, off almost like an executioner. She does. At a few moments. She does. Well, and I like how they don't have any lines. Again, I go back... I like the... I, like the, I, I just really like trying to be like, well, they're criminals... You know, well, it works so much better that final moment. Yeah, if that you don't, I mean, you get to see her face a it little does. bit from the perspective of that one cop who's but lying. But it's blurry, that, and you don't really see yeah. it, and you just kind of hear one, the only line and that she more, ever yeah. speaks. Exactly. And but when you see them, because it, again, it works because they're they're so young, and like when they bring out the clothes when they go to that, which is one of the tensest moments yeah. in that movie, because I thought they're going to be in that house, and I know yeah. they got killed in the car, but I'm just like, <laughs> they're going to be in the house, like. Well, that's that's a good sign for tension because you're like, well, I know exactly how this story ends with the fact that it's. But still... they pull the clothes out, and yeah. they were like, She's just a little thing. And he goes, so is he. Yeah. And that was the first time, because I feel like the mentality was, oh, just a young girl with this brutish man, and there's that moment of being like. He's a kid too. Yeah, yeah. What ha- and you? When you go back to the depression era stuff. This is what happens. Well, it's stacked late. Everyone That's was. What happened? Back I mean, then. the government had sort of let everyone down. They very much so. so did. The idea so they you were going to fuck the government, or at least they were going to. They were going to. They had yeah. the chip on their shoulder. They were going to. Policeman was still getting a, a job and keep, you know keep me in line. With meanwhile, I can't get it. So that's how you you end up with these antiheroes. That's what they said. The uh, the the one guy at the gas station says like, oh, I got nothing against Bonnie and Clyde. They they robbing the banks. That's government's money. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Folk heroes. Yeah. So what time's up. Time's up. So um, I'm gonna rate this movie a seven point five. I really did enjoy it. My biggest critique is that it was long. Yeah. My biggest crit. It's I think watch it with your dad. Watch it with your mom. It's for an older crowd, but the acting in it is. So good. Yeah. The acting in this is top-notch. Uh, I love the cinematography. I think the directing is really strong. I'm going to give the movie a 7. I think it loses a little bit. Is it, It's too long. You know, it's just... 15 minutes. Too, all, yeah, it's, lob it's, off 15 minutes, and you've you got a, a totally committed audience all the way through. Yeah. And um, I think this script at few places... Um, some of the characters I really like are, are poorly served in this movie, and I would have liked to see more of them. 
And then at the same time, I, I think there there's a statement the screenwriter's making that I don't necessarily think stands or I care for it. So I, yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. But I think definitely it's free. It's on Netflix. Everyone's got Netflix, right? Um, I think I, you watch enjoy. it. I think yeah. it's a worthwhile watch. Definitely. Think, yeah. Out of a lot of the Netflix original Don't content, watch it when you're tired, though. No. Watch it like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Um, Unless you have a job. So. I, I would also like to say that out of a lot of the Netflix movies I've seen, this is the one that impressed me the most as far as A, production value, B, acting and actors, and right. quite frankly, script. Huh. You okay. Know? Fair enough. All right. Well, that is our two movies today. Yeah. Um, we're going to be off next week. Um, not, not that anyone listens to this on any sort of schedule. <laughs> um, but we'll be back in two weeks yeah. to do Avengers Endgame. Um, and maybe I'll come up with some fun things to do with it where I will give quick 20-second um, reviews of every single Marvel movie uh, up until Avengers Endgame. Challenge you to do 10-second reviews. One-word <laughs> reviews. <laughs> I One-word review would be too much. But I, you know what? You make up... Civil War. Crap. Next. <laughs> <laughs> make up index cards for every uh, Marvel movie. I can do that. And I will uh, I'll respond to each and every one. Got ten, I'll time you. I'll do, I'll do that 10 seconds. 10 seconds. I, I, I we'll bring a bell. Um, but until then, make sure you check out all our other um, podcasts and listen to movies. Or you can comment or question or yell at us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Peppercorns Movie Shack. Or you can find us on the web at peppercornsmovieshack.com. Or if you'd like to email us or send us death threats, we're at peppercornsmovieshack at gmail.com. Um, do you mind if I plug my next show? Please do. Uh, just so While everybody knows, that, uh, I'm doing a five-minute set. Uh, in Hampton Bays on, I believe, May 8th. Yep, it's on May 8th. Um, and hold on a second. Let me just look at the flyer real quick. There we go. Uh, May 8th, the Bays Bar and Grill at uh, 7 o'clock. There's a, there is a buffet lunch. Uh, doors open at 7, and showtime is at 8. And I'll be uh, one of uh, six comedians performing. There's a buffet lunch There's at buffet. 8 o'clock at night? There's a buffet lunch at 8 o'clock at night. All right. Whose schedule are we working on? It doesn't matter. It's the Like shrimp? Come on down. All right. So we'll all have to check that out. Um, yes. Yeah, so I said everything that needs to be said. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks.